welcome to episode number 49 of Basha's Thoughts. Today a friend of mine asked me to listen to a podcast on stupidity. <laughs> the question is, are we stupid in the sense that we make things worse for ourselves and for everyone else around us? We make choices that are not beneficial to ourselves or to others and they even make things worse. So they not only do not bring benefits but bring losses. And this was related to all kinds of large problems that we are facing. Everything from the climate and weapons and wars and mass extinctions and all sorts of things. Because often we kind of know what it is we're supposed to do and yet we don't do it. And so the question is, are we just stupid? Well, that got me thinking about the fact that we seem to be becoming increasingly addicted in our societies. We become myopic. We favor the instant gratification over something that could actually bring us benefit. And we do this in many different ways. And then the question becomes, well, why are we addicted then if this way of acting has its roots in addiction? How come our society is creating all sorts of addicts? Addicts in terms of food, in terms of even attention. We no longer are able to concentrate for longer periods of time and we have others competing for our attention. Hmm, perhaps there's the rub. See, we do have a society that is created in a manner, organized in a way that competes for us in different ways, competes for our money, for our attention. Sometimes we become the products, and this happens in the attention markets that we have, where we are actually the product and the customer is the person selling advertisement. And so we have a society that increasingly learns how to capture our attention, how to capture all of our senses and create more and more addictive types of behaviors because this creates long-term customers. It is a society that creates poor health because this is beneficial to those selling you remedies that are only supposed to help you with the symptoms instead of actually curing them because that would mean a greater loss. So perhaps the root of this so-called stupidity is in addiction and is actually in the way our society is organized. So the way our society is organized does lead us into greater and greater addiction, but the way it is organized also leads us into problems and into greater stupidity, you could say, in the sense of making things worse for everyone because of the system, because of how it works. And so if you want to fit in, if you want to be able to have a job, you have to follow the rules of the system. And the system is not optimized for global well-being. It is 
optimized for money and the ability to make more and more money. And so this type of optimization, just like any kind of optimization, really, as we were speaking in the in a previous episode where we talked about optimization and the problems of it and how to use other methods, well, optimization always will, in the end, tend to lead to absurdity and therefore this so-called stupidity. And so the systems that we have today are ones that are failing us because to participate in them will be a way of making everyone, in the end, suffer. And the systems themselves make us more and more addicted. So why do we make a particular choice that perhaps satisfies something that is very immediate? Well, because we feel that, we feel that urge. And so when our limbic system is hijacked, well then, we will tend to make those kinds of choices as opposed to choices that require more thought, perhaps, and deliberation, and are therefore less myopic in a sense. So how did we end up with these kinds of systems? Well, when we move away from tribes, we need a way of organizing society, and that way have, has been through power, structures of power, and we have tried different models, but all of them are in a sense hierarchical because it is at the top that decisions, many decisions are made. And in these tend to be triangular types of systems that look a bit like pyramids where you have few people on the top and a lot of people at the bottom. These systems are systems that in the past have been slavery and now are turning into modifications of the system of slavery where the person doesn't even know that they are a slave because then it turns out that it becomes more efficient. And in these kinds of systems, what we see is the information structure where we want to make sure that everything works together, everything is organized, and so instructions come from the top. And when instructions come from the top, from authority, we want people to follow them and repeat them and spread them automatically in the society so that we all, in a sense, act as one. But as one in what sense? In the sense of creating a better world for everyone? Well, it turns out that it is mostly motivated by those who are on top and sending the messages. And the number one priority often ends up being to stay at the top and to keep their power. And so the information that is being spread is that of benefit to those who are at the top and not the truth or not that which would be best for all. These kinds of systems do rely to a large degree on judgment. And so this is what we do in our society. This is the first thing that we kind of ask. Actually, as I was listening to the other podcasts, it was very obvious to me that 
It is a part of our society, and the podcast was made for people in our society. And so, as soon as a person was started speaking and saying something, they would quickly jump in and say, "Oh, this is Professor such and such, a world leader in this and this area at that or this university." And so, the first thing we do is we judge. When we get information, we want to know where it comes from. Is it an authority? Because this is what we are being taught to do in our society. And then we have a shortcut, and then we have greater security. And so, focus in this society is on security. It is on knowing. Oh, okay, I can relax. I can trust this person, and then I can repeat this information. That's step number two. And that is how people are trained to act in our society. Now, this kind of society is not the most efficient use of humans in terms of their creativity, in terms of their potential for solving all types of problems. There are alternative ways, and because we are humans, and so when we are born, we know very little, and we can be taught to do very different types of things, think in very different types of ways. Thus, it is possible for us to develop these different types of skills. And something that I thought about when I was listening to. This other podcast and all of these presentations of who the people were, and I imagined what if they never told anyone who the other people were who were speaking on the podcast? Well, then that would create a lot of insecurity, and this is what we are not taught to handle. This is something that we wish to avoid: uncertainty. So we spoke about uncertainty in a podcast some time ago, and how uncertainty actually can be a gift if we learn how to live with it. But for people from our society, having a podcast with a bunch of people speaking and not knowing anything about them just makes us very unsafe because we're not used to thinking in other ways, in more creative ways, in more unifying and clarifying ways. What kinds of ways are those? Well, one way is to start by instead of asking who is saying this, where does this information come from, seeing if there's something that you resonate with. There's a clear message. If there's something central that you say, yes, actually this this sounds really interesting, and then bring that to the front, and repeat that, and give that back to the other person, and then see how they react. If they say yes, this is exactly what I'm saying, then you can add your perspective, your creativity to it. Because now you and the other person are sharing something. You have something in common, something that you both resonate with, something that you have just clarified. So you have taken away the noise, and now you're adding your creativity to it, your perspective, and the other person can understand it because they are open. You're not criticizing them. You're not judging them, because in this society, judgment is not. Relevant in that manner, 
in this society, what is most interesting is how clearly you can bring forth information and take away the noise and how different you are in your way of thinking, how autonomous, how free you are to be able to be yourself so that you can actually bring something truly new and exciting to the table. But then, of course, you have to live in greater uncertainty and you have to be open to that. So I just heard from someone who had this epiphany that instead of focusing on safety, you should focus on creativity. And by making that choice to always go that way, you can solve a lot of problems. Because when you focus on safety, you're actually often coming from a state of fear. And when you're in a state of fear, you are closed down. You do not have the ability to see clearly. You only see very small parts of what is around you. And your ability to actually solve problems in a creative way is highly limited. And so if we can be trained to move away from the ideas of focusing on safety and security and instead focusing on curiosity and creativity what is the creative way of reacting here then we can start moving in a very different direction and one might wonder but what happens to society if we are larger than just tribes, we need to organize in some sense. What do we do with the structures of power? They're still around. Well, as also mentioned in some other podcasts, we now do have alternative ways of organizing that do not require power. We are able to make transactions without even having to know who we're making them with. See, before you had to know something about the other person before you knew if you could trust them. You had to have judgment in that sense. You had to involve it. Otherwise, you would be losing on or in transactions. And now we have systems where you don't even have to know who the other person is because the system is created in a way that makes it trustworthy. These are systems such as Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum and some other decentralized types of systems where the first type of application was that of a form of money, you could say, but then it quickly became much larger and you can do all sorts of contracts and agreements. You can put together the agreement with the actual execution of something and you do not need to have that trust. You do not need to have those centers of power, those groups of people who decide because you trust in the mathematics, because you trust in the system itself. And so when you start organizing things more and more through autonomy in that sense, you can slowly start opting out of the hierarchical power systems. But just opting out of them does not take us out of our way of thinking. And so it is interesting to 
try to take a look at ways of interacting, basic ways of interacting with others that keep us open, creative, autonomous, free, and actually encourage all of those traits as opposed to the type of systems that we have today. So the question about stupidity, are we just stupid because we are doing things that harm ourselves and others? Well, that, as I mentioned, I see being related to either addiction and then to the way society has been created to make more and more addicts and to society directly that works in a way that is counterproductive for planetary well-being and human survival in the end. So being able to change that system by changing our way of basic way of interacting, learning to interact in a way that is win-win, in a way that is more efficient, where we can actually use more of our creativity, where we can actually unite as opposed to polarize. Well, that and together with the technological advances that allow for organization through autonomy and opting out and into other systems might perhaps be an interesting thought and perhaps even an interesting experiment. So that was it for today. I might talk to you in another podcast episode. Take care.